for delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast-fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Brothers Just Searching, where we talk about God's word and current world events to educate and to edify the believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac, and as always, Brother Anthony Hayes and Bowen Robert. Bowen, you you stayed in your house last week. Yes, I did. I did. It, it wasn't that re- cold, man. No, it's not the cold, buddy. I had to drive back in that weather Monday morning, and it was nothing but ice on the road. Excuses, excuses, excuses. I ain't making excuses. <laughs> hey, listen, if the roads would have been clear, I would have been here Monday night. Oh, I know, I know. We, uh, I, I think, I think the audience, uh, the audience knew that that we were kind of icicled in, right? You know. Uh, it's not that I didn't want to come. It's just I, I didn't want to get back on the road once I was home. You know, you don't like me and Boogie, well, man. That's, that's... Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, I, I agree. We you know, uh, guys, you know, I really don't like this podcast. <laughs> I'm really not crazy about it. Yeah, he's just here because you got nothing to do. <laughs> I got nothing to do. I got nothing better. <laughs> Boogie's like a politician. This is the next step up to, you know, a, a, bigger, a bigger ministry somewhere else. I got know? something better ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I got better ambitions. Uh, uh, well, at least it ain't cold this week. No, thank God. Oh man, man. Me, me and Boogie was in here yesterday, um, last week, and um, I was off all week, and uh, I had an unwanted vacation, and um, we came in here and uh, we didn't put on the heater right away. We didn't, man. We were cold. I believe it. We were cold. I, I believe you know. It. I believe it. When we man. when we when we head ahead and said, "Hey, that was done." We was like, "Who? Let's get out of here. Let's go eat some gumbo or something." <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but anyway, how how y'all been? You know, I, I'm good, man. I'm good. Everything's good, bro. You know, I'm glad the weather warmed up. Uh, I had a power outage at home for a while for about six hours. Uh, but besides that, everything's good, man. Everything's so, good. Er, everything's hunky dory. Everything's hunky dory. Hunky dory. What about you? Oh, busy weekend. We're not worried about it. <laughs> I, I was not going to tell you anyway. You told you. Uh-huh. Now, how's everything at uh, Coda Homes, man? We haven't, uh, we haven't talked about Coda. We haven't talked about uh Well, I, I'm a, a I tell you the truth. I, I was telling Boogie a while ago, you know, your daddy had asked uh, Mr. Lanny Hayes, I'd asked me to go minister over there. Uh, and I, I've been doing a lot of studying. I've been spending a lot of time with the Lord. And, um, as a matter of fact, he got a hold of me one night this week, man. I, I, oof, Lord. But anyhow, um, I, I'm, I'm I'm coming up with some things that I'll probably be going minister over there. Hey, maybe a, a let us Sunday. know the date because what I'll do uh, is on a Facebook page, I'll make an event page yeah. where people can go go right. see you if they yeah. want to. You know, uh, I'm gonna talk to uh, the pastor Brandon, and or I'm gonna talk to you to see what night he would want me to go. Yeah. Uh, and I'll let you know ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me know. Uh, that's uh, a, you know, 
We're not shy to talk. You know, if people listen to this podcast, no, we like we like no. talking about God's word and right. every opportunity we right. get. Yeah. And um, you know, that that was something I was talking about the other day with um with my wife. I said I would like to get us to a point to where we can go and minister places, you know. Uh, right. right. Not to edify ourselves, you know, no, just to edify no. the kingdom of God. Right. But there's a lot of churches out there that are not Biblically and doctrinal decline, right? And right. that's that's the issue that we are having in the church today, where every religion is good as long as you serve Jesus, you're fine. You and it, doctrine, doctrine matters. Yeah, doctrine makes a big difference right. in a church, right? And thank God we're part of two churches that preach sound doctrine. Ooh, thank right, God, right. man! I'm yeah, so you know, thankful for that. That yeah. that's the one thing. And the one thing I, I'm going to say, you know. Uh, I'm thankful that I was under men of God that that taught Amen. doctrine and taught truth and you know and and I'm so thankful for that man that's so you know that's very important right right and it just it's our upbringing you know yeah it's our upbringing yeah. of of studying God's word and we were taught to study God's word yeah by these men right. and um like we said we don't have a college degree uh, the only college no. educated man that we've had so far in here is uh Pastor Brandon and uh, he does, and, you know, he and, does, and, he does his great job. We we sit under him and learn under him. So, hey, you know. Brother Mike was good, too. Right. I, I got to right. hand it to Brother Mike. I got to hand it to your daddy. You know, they were all good. They were all good. They're all good men of God. Right. All, especially, bro. I love Brother Mike, and I miss him. I really yeah, we do. do. I miss we him. We do as well. I miss um, him. On a note that we were supposed to have Jim Nations come on last week uh, due to the weather. He couldn't make it. And uh, we are working on dates. He emailed today, said some things came up. So when we get that confirmed again, we're going to go ahead and um, have Brother Jim talk about masonry and stuff like that. It's just a time that it, I guess it uh, how about, isn't, right, isn't right at the time. So. How about uh, the other guy you were talking about, the one for the about the rapture of the church? Or, oh, Andrew? Andrew. Or that, you that, get him on? Yeah, I, got, uh, that is, um, I already talked to Andrew on a date. We are looking, I think, at the fifteenth of March. Oh, okay. I would have to go back and look at my calendar. Right, right. but uh, but Andrew, if you go look up theology on fire. No, no, you, no, no. You, I was no, just asking. No, no, no. I'm, I'm doing this for the podcast you know, audience. Right. You know, go look up theology on fire. And Andrew did a four part series on Bible prophecy. He did it a little different than some people. You know, everybody goes ahead and pulls Bible prophecy from a. Uh, from the book of Revelation. They like they act like that's the first that's the first thing they have to go to is the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about Andrew, Andrew pulled all his Bible prophecy theology from the book of Daniel. From Daniel Ooh, chapter man. seven and Daniel chapter nine. And when he does come, I hope he talks about that. That was a by far one of my favorite theology on fire episodes. Wow. It was a whole month talking about Bible prophecy. And now I, I talked to him. He's about to do. He's doing a study on socialism right now. So the Cajun conservatives about to have two ministers be on there, and we're gonna be talking about socialism on a further date. So I'm working on that right now. Right. And um, but Andrew, Andrew is a great brother in the Lord, and he's gonna. I think I, I have to look at my calendar. I think it's the 15th of March. Is he coming he, here? That is to be determined. Oh, okay. Uh, if he does, we're gonna have a good meal that night. Right. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. um, definitely. But um. But we're 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 seeing if um uh, we're working out all the details and stuff like that, and um this this month we were supposed to have like I said brother Jim but brother Jim couldn't make it, 
and uh, we're going to reschedule that. And we right. got some other guests lined up. Uh, a lot of people are surprised I'm picking up uh, – like Ken Hovind. A lot of people are like, well, how do you get Ken Hovind? <laughs> I called. Yeah, <laughs> I, ca- right. I called. No, uh, right. yeah. You know, and, and Brother Hovind was a good guest. And yes, uh, we, we got some good he guests was. lined up talking about um, everything. I'm lining up a guest to talk about. Uh, um, I'm trying to. I haven't heard back from him yet, but uh, someone to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. And uh, we did a whole teaching full of Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, but this. But it was like but, a three part. Uh, yeah, but this this guy, um, he's good. Yeah, he 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 puts us to shame. Yeah. <laughs> Say it like well, that. Well, that's so. good though. We need somebody yeah. like that. Yeah, we really we do to learn yeah, from. To so, learn um, from. And if I mention his name to the audience, they probably know who it is. But yeah. I'm gonna hold, keep that on the wrap. Keep that a, keep that a secret, just in case something else happens. Well, uh, I want to mention to the audience. I'm praying about it. Uh, the company I'm with, the the people uh, the people I self publish with. I found out the other day that they're starting to do audio books. Oh wow! So um, uh, if y'all know my new kingdom, the the book I printed, so it that's on paperback, but so it might be on a audio version. Oh. So I'm gonna try to uh, I try to call them today about prices and stuff. So okay, but I didn't get a response back yet. But well, since since we're mentioning about future stuff, um, yeah. March sixth and seventh, we'll be in Abbeville with Brother Stephen Terrio. We're going to be over there at uh, Cross Point Church in Abbeville. Uh, Carl Brown's coming minister, and uh, they must have got desperate. They called me to sing. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> but when I see y'all, you're like, hmm. Well, nah, but, uh, there's some measures, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad the Bible said make a joyful noise. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't want to make a scary noise like no, no one does. Yeah, well, if they would have really asked for Bowen, I really would have said, um, do you, you, you want to scare the people yeah, out of the you, church? <laughs> you want to bring people in, not bring them out. <laughs> no, but uh, so we're going to be over there March 6th and 7th. We're going to be preaching. Uh, we're going to be singing, and Carl's going to be ministering the gospel. Carl right. Brown's a good brother. Met him a few yeah. times, and uh, we just uh, we got a lot of things going on, man. Yeah, we do. We you do. know, the first year the first year was kind of, it was all right. It, it, it was, was all right, but this uh, year's. Getting off to a good start. Yeah, I think I think we got out of the the bumpy roads and we right, hit some smooth right, roads. Right. But uh, God's gonna do great things, man. I just yeah. you know we weren't planning on talking about all this, but no, I think God's gonna do great and marvelous things coming up. So I think we got a good year coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and start off our topic. Which uh, Bowen, what would you title this? You know, what would well, what would you go ahead and consider this? Um. Uh, this topic here can be, uh, uh, I don't know how we would title it. Um, um, title this message would be probably, uh, grace. Uh, I mean, that's what the end of it. I have, I have, I have, um, I have the East stored Bible up and, uh, it says by grace through faith. That'd be good too. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good title. So because this is going to eventually lead to grace, amen, of salvation. That's that's how you save. This is what it's going to lead to eventually, uh, if you read it. Do you want me to go ahead and read it, or? Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and read it, uh, okay. and uh, we'll get started on it. And you were dead in transpasses uh, and sins, and in which you once walked, following the course of this world following the prince of the powers of the air and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, amongst whom 
We all lived in the in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which with which He loves us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace, you are saved. Amen. Um, what I want to do is, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of take this line by line, uh, like I did with Boogie when we came in here to study it. Uh, I'm gonna take it line by line so I can kind of break it down a little bit for the audience. Uh, in the first, uh, in the first verse, it says, We, and you were dead in trespasses and sin. That means, uh, before you came to Christ, you were dead spiritually in trespasses. You were dead. You were dead to God. Your spirit man was not alive to God. You were dead spiritually. God didn't know you. You had no communication with God. You were an enemy to God because you lived in sin and you did what you wanted to do and you lived your life the way you wanted. Every human being that is born into this world is born into sin. It comes from Adam and Eve. That's where the sin came from. So we're all born with that sin. But I'm going to go on a little bit further. In which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the air, of power, of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. How can I put this? We all walked in this world. We all walked according to the disobedience of God's word, the disobedience of God's commandments. We all broke God's laws, broke broke God's, you know, we made God angry. God's wrath was upon our heads, just like the children, uh, just like the, the sons of disobedience. That is speaking of the people that are lost in the world. That is speaking of those that are living in sin, living their lives the way they want, doing what they want, disregarding the word of God, disregarding what Jesus did at the cross to forgive them for their sins. That's what this is talking about. The wrath of God is abiding on these people's heads. I talk to people at work. I talk to people in the public. And let me tell you something. These people are not concerned more about the Bible than they're concerned about anything else. Now, there are some of them that are. Some of them are not. Okay? Well, they they, they go after, let's say what Jesus said. Jesus said you go after your father, the devil. The devil. Uh, a lot of people would say, well... What you trying to say? People that are not saved or devils? Well, some of them are. I hate to say it. If you look at their character and look, and that's why I say the sons of disobedience. What? What is the spirit that is is not work in the sons of disobedience? Well, what are they disobeying? See, a lot of people don't look at it. Look at law and grace, and look, we don't preach law here. We don't preach sloppy grace. Uh, but when you break God's law that you're disobeying his law, you're disobeying what he has done. God is a holy God. Right. And when you sin, you are hurting the heart of God. But at the same time, he is holy. He is just, right. He, can, he right. cannot handle disobedience and sin. Right. And when we are the sons of, when, and when we are the sons of disobedience, we, we're not following after God's heart because we're following our own way. Right. But 
you know, and, and the the audience has to realize God God is angry with sin every day. He's angry with the sinner every day. Because I, I listened to a sermon, The Sinner in the Hands of an Angry God. And when I heard that sermon and when it was read, and I heard it on my phone, I listened to it. That is the most scariest, most horrifying thing I've ever heard, that when that sermon was preached. Can you imagine hearing a sermon like that about sinners in the hands of an angry God? Can you imagine the fires of hell beneath your feet? You walking on rotten wood or rotten boards. Can you imagine hanging by the threads at any time that God can cut that thread and you're falling into the pits of the fire of hell? You know, but God made a way for us. And we have to see that. And people have got to come to the realization that one day they are going to face a creator. They are going to face a God that created the heavens, the earth, and given life to everything. You see given life to every human being and everything that lives on this planet. We were created for God's pleasure. We were created to give God glory. We were created to give God worship. We were created for His pleasure. We were created to fellowship with Him. We wasn't created to live in sin and to do what we want to do. We were created for Him. Okay, so if we're created for his pleasure and his glory and to do and and to serve him and to have fellowship with him and to walk with him like he did with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he walked with them in the evening, in the coolest of the evening. That's what he wants to do with us. We are God's creation. So if we live in sin and and we do what we want in this world, we're going to answer for the life that we live. Every day, every day, every day, every day of my life, and, and it's and I'm not bringing up my past, but every day of my life, it aches my heart and hurts my heart when I go back to my past and look at what I've done. It hurts me. It really does. Because God has never done me anything wrong. If anything, God has always been good to me. God's given me life. God has provided for me everything that I need to live in this life. God has provided food for me. He's given me clothes on my back. He's given me the air to breathe. So why did I do the things that I did in the past to hurt him when he's never done anything to hurt me? You see, people don't think about that. I do. You know, and, and I'm not trying to condemn nobody. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. But we never look at this. We never, we never picture ourselves and look at this. And that's what the world's doing. That's what the people in the world are doing. They're never thinking about that one day they're going to have to answer to somebody that has the power to make a final decision on how they live their life. This is, this is the thing, though, Bo. I'm, I'm going to bring out a point. People are walking in sin, and we we have to we acknowledge that here. The bad thing is that we don't have preachers preaching messages like "sinners in the hands of an angry God." Look that in a boogie. Who who um who said that? Who who preached that message? It was Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan right? Edwards. So Jonathan Edwards. Look, you don't have preachers preaching those type of messages no more you don't have those those pastors or those men of god back in this 1800s in the time of the great reformation preaching about salvation and preaching about hell no more because it's a lovey-dovey gospel 
It's a lovey-dovey gospel. And it's the best way I heard it was a minister was on TV and they were talking about Joe Osteen and stuff like that. And he said, look, what Joe Osteen and other people preach is a cotton candy pre, uh, minister. He's a cotton candy minister. Everything's nice and sweet. Right. He gives everybody nice. It's right, nice and right, sweet. Right. And look, I, 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 we had a debate on Facebook the other day, me and a good friend of mine. And I, I shared a post about how a lady was part of the LBGTQ community. Right. And she, she's part of that community. And she became, she beat Lauren Daigle. The Christian artist from Lafayette, Louisiana, for the top chart, she's homosexual. And she made a Christian album and went to the number one charts in the Christian albums. Uh, somebody told me it went to 54 and went down, but um, she was the number one chart for two days. And I shared it on Facebook, and people was like, well, you got to talk about a God that loves and a God that... And one of my fr- one of our other friends, a mutual friend of all of ours, we know him, he came out and he told him, well, look, I'd rather scare him. To, I'd rather tell them the truth and scare them than tell them a lie and then they go to hell. Right. And that's the problem with the world today. It's all about love, love, love. They want to hear about the love of God, but they don't want to hear scriptures like this when Paul said, are you, and you were dead in your transpasses, transpasses and sin. Paul, Paul was telling them, look, when you were in the world, you were dead. You were spiritually dead. A lot of people ask about Adam and Eve when God said you would die. Well, they didn't die for... Apparently, nine hundred some years later, or they died spiritually. Right, they died spiritually. That's right. They died spiritually, and that and look in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the powers of the air and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Paul was calling them. Look, there's people that are walking in disobedience. They're not walking in God's law. Right. They're not following right. God's way. And and I'm, like I said, unfortunately. It's easy to walk that way because, like I said, you don't have men of you don't so-called men of God that are preaching right, that message right, no more. Right. Imagine if Jonathan Edwards that night would have never been remembered if Jonathan Edwards would have said, "Listen, y'all, uh, I want to buy a plane. Or I want to go ahead and uh, That's right. you know, I want to do this. I want to do, uh, you know, this, this God's love, God's joy, God's peace." Right. They, Jonathan Edwards. That the reason that that sermon is so. Powerful. And powerful, and the first of all, it was done by the Holy Spirit. But the reason that it's remembered today is because when he was preaching that message, people would cross over the county line, I believe, and they would feel the conviction of God, and they'd God. say, we have to find a church. Yes. You don't get that no more. No. You don't get that no, no more. You get preachers that put, put telling people to put their hand, hands on their head and pray uh-huh. that they, they don't go bald. Right. <laughs> um, but that that is all true. That's all true what you're saying. We don't have preachers preaching against sin. We don't have preachers preaching about hell and, and telling people the truth. But I'm going to read the next line. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of uh, our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Like the rest of mankind, which we all were children of the wrath of God. Uh, uh, listen, that's why the word of God is so important to us today. It's because of what I just read. Our flesh, uh, passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind. Listen, if we don't get into God's word and we don't study this book, and feed on this book, and feed the spirit, man. You know what's going to happen? We're going to do exactly what that line is saying right there. 
We are going to fulfill the flesh. We are going to do what the body wants to do. We are going to do what the mind wants to do. And, and we're going to live in sin. And we're going to do exactly what it says. And, and we are going to be the children of wrath of God. That's exactly why God gave us his word. That our minds and our hearts and our spirit will be changed. What we're supposed to do with this thing here. This thing will never be perfect. I don't care how long we live on this earth. This will never be perfect. We need, to a, the flesh. we need to crucify this thing. Daily. The Bible, daily. The Bible just don't say once in a while. The Bible just don't say every so often. It's daily. Daily. Daily we crucify this thing. Mm-hmm. Daily we kill this thing. You know I said? <laughs> I don't need to say that. I told somebody to kill the flesh. Just give me a gun. <laughs> the gun activists are already trying to find material, dude. Don't, 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 don't fuel them. <laughs> but it's it just, uh, you know, it's it just. Well, the, the, the thing, the of it thing is, about it is, we we feed our flesh and our mind the things that we shouldn't be feeding it. And look, that's what Paul was telling in the book of Ephesians. He was kind of warning the Ephesians, don't go back to that old Don't life. go back to that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in that scripture um, that amongst whom we all once lived in the passions of our own flesh, carried out the desires of the body. Look, talk to any person that, that don't serve God. Talk Ooh, to any person that I don't, don't have to talk to them. I see well, it every day I'm at gonna, work. I'm going to even go a step further. Let's talk about the people that say they are Christians. And yes. Not work, nah, I was fixing to bring that up with you. Because you, you know, got Christians that live like that. Well, you got people that go to church. And live like that. And live like that. Look, I got friends that, that they say they go to. Uh, and like I said, we, we, we're, we're in the Lafayette area. We There's a few, you could say, mega churches here. Uh, prosperity preaching churches, whatever. But it, look. There's some that there's one real popular in Lafayette, and everybody goes there. Everybody. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you. Uh, I don't have to name it. I know who you're talking yeah, about. You, yeah, me too. But they, everybody goes there. But they 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 walk out, and there's no change. There's no change because it's a feel good message. Watch and look. One of those churches that I was talking about. I remember I went to a concert. Um. Yeah, I don't know if y'all know Jamie Grace. Uh, she was performing there, and look, Jamie Grace. If you ever hear her testimony and her her zeal for God is just phenomenal. Um, that's why I disagree with a lot of these people that say all the contemporary music artists are all heathen and they all devils and everything. I disagree with them because there is there is some of them. Don't get me wrong; they're doing it for the money. No, but there's a lot of good music. But there's a lot of too. good music, and there's a lot of fired up people, and that's right, how they get their right. testimony out there. That's right. But they had um they had another so called Christian artist called Royal Taylor playing there. He was opening up for Jamie Grace. It was a K Love uh fan award thing, whatever. Well, Royal Taylor was singing a song and I, look, I, I thought he was a jackrabbit. He jumped so much and was singing so much. Uh you didn't know well after he performed, one of the pastors came out for this particular church and said um, just want to let you know the song he was singing, uh, Crossroads does not, oh, I said the name, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, but, uh, the church don't go ahead and, um, and endorse this music. Well, I'm glad they did, but the thing of it is this person's supposed to be a Christian and he's singing secular music in a church. You get what I'm saying? Get what you're saying. And look, that look amongst, and look, Paul is talking about, Paul is talking about, Oh, Christians leaving that life. He was saying, look, you were amongst that. He's using past tense. 
But how many, like I said, there's some Christians that are not living that in past tense. They go to church and they're still in the present they're still tense. still in the present tense. Boogie, there's something you wanted to say, brother? Well, the thing I want to say is, though, that a lot of people, they're, um, a lot of preachers, I think the reason why you're not hearing messages is like, like when they, even I was growing up, that was about the 80s, I guess. I mean, I'm not saying they were all perfect. You had your flaky churches, but there was a lot of them, they were preaching the truth. They didn't care about the money. It's when you come to the place where you come like Balaam, where, you know, you're a prophet, but you're selling out for money. And we have a lot of, we, I'm afraid we have more Balaams than we have Elijah's. And that's a sad thing. But the thing I'm going to say is that that's why my pastor, he died. But he said something that, in, you know, because I'm a teacher now, that makes sense now. He said, never look on their faces when you're preaching to them or you're teaching to them. He said, because if you look at people's faces, you get discouraged. Most of you are a preacher or a teacher. You get discouraged really easy for a lot of reasons. You know, you could tell, like, when they're upset with you. You could tell when they're just not interested. You can tell when some people are interested and they love God. You can just tell by their faces when they're hungry and want. So it's like, it's weird how you meet up in the crowd, no matter if it's big or small, you see different types of people. And that's amazing. Since now I'm a teacher now, I could see that now. Going up on stage now behind a pulpit, you can see like, okay, this person, they want to know one person now, they're right. just being religious. But never, that's why some of the churches, they, they so much want to have a big church. They're all competition. Who can be the biggest church in town? So they're going to compromise. That's, that's, and, the, that's and the thing, that's okay? You know, we mentioned Andrew Wilkes earlier. Mm-hmm. Andrew and Leah uh, for Theology on Fire. Mm-hmm. I look and they, they got great success on their podcast and thank God they're reaching the world. They're doing like us. They're reaching people. I never thought you get what I'm saying that <laughs> that's my competition. Right. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton and uh, Stephen from uh, Vessels of Honor Ministries, two missionaries and a mic. I never thought of them as competition. competition. Me either. Never. I always looked at them as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ trying to get the message out. Right, but right. if you look at it, that's what they're doing. Right, no, I know that's what I'm saying. That's what they're doing. They're getting the message of Christ and crucified out there. That's right. So they're not competitions no, to me. Well, not. a lot of these churches, um, what they're doing is, I'm not to mean to cut you off, but thinking about it now, before it slips my mind, they're doing like Constantine did. A lot of these churches. See, Constantine in his day, the reason why Roman Catholicism came, it grew over time. But the reason why it grew so much and it came so strong like it did, is because. They didn't tell people to repent. They didn't tell you can you, know, you got saved through a sacrament or what they did was they brought their their world into the church. Well, and, and that fits same into thing, verse three. And today, we still got two verses to go, yeah. which is going to be some good verses. But yeah. on verse three, that's what that was going on because, like I said, there's a lot of people that go to church that are not saved. Oh yeah, sure. we know that from the jump. Know that from the jump. From the jump. From the what's jump. the bad thing is instead of the church saying. Forsake your sins, turn to Christ, let him lead you and guide you in every way, shape, and form. Right. What they're right. doing is, instead of saying those things, they're saying, well, how can we fulfill their passions? How can we carry out their desires? How can we... Look, there's a there's a, a brother in the Lord that I seen a video the other day. It was uh, Alan Parr and the Beat. And um, I never met Alan. I, you know, if, if we ever run across each other, I think me and him would have some good conversation. He, he has a, a free book and everything that... I got the book, never started reading it yet. But he made a video the other day on Facebook about the entertainment of the church. 
Are more churches focused on entertainment instead of preaching biblical truth to edify and glorify God? And and if you watch the video, it's about a 14-minute long video, and uh, Alan Parr did a good job on it. But that that's the thing. And me watching that video, there's more word about. Do you know that in that video he showed they had a pastor, and I don't know the name of the pastor, but it was um it was a mega church, brought a Royals Royce on the stage, Dang. a Rolls Royce, and look, it had nothing to do with his message. He was just showing his people. Look, I brought a Rolls Royce to keep them entertained. Um, there there's more preachers out there, and look, I'm not against props or anything like that. I think they're good because uh, Matthew Hagee. Did a good one uh, mm-hmm. talking about the cross. He's about, are you going to go to what side of the border? Right. And he had a cross with right. a door. That's, he was using more as an right. analogy. It was an analogy. A, yeah, it was a prop. Yeah. But a lot of these, a lot of these ministers are saying these words. Paul was saying, "Hey, uh, not the worst of sons of disobedience, amongst whom you were once lived." Instead of them saying, hey, y'all used to live in them passions, it's, hey, how can we fulfill them passions? Hey, how can we fulfill the fle- your flesh and make you feel comfortable? Uh, how can you? How can we carry out the desires of your body? You, and look, I, I, I'm not a, let me say it like this. A believer that has tattoos, if they got it before they were saved, you can't really do nothing about it. No. I know brother in the Lord, he has some, and um, the Lord showed him a, uh, a neat way to... To deal with it. But what gets me is these pre... Now, like I said, going back to tattoos, I always looked at that. If you look in the Old Testament, how they were cutting up their bodies and drew pictures on their bodies. How many Christians say today or... Well, I don't see there's nothing wrong with a tattoo. I don't see nothing wrong with... um, we're putting a little ink in my body and this and this. And if you look at the background of a tattoo, it's very wicked. But why they're doing that? Because they're feeling the desires of their body. Right. That's why people go ahead and do. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word how to say it. Um, why do you think people have certain sexual desires? Yep. Because they're fulfilling the lust the, of their the body. body, the flesh, the flesh. Yeah. And there's a scripture I'm trying to remember where it says they fulfill the lust of their. Uh, is in Romans. The Shoot, Romans. Um, Romans chapter one, I believe it is. Uh, uh, we we studied with Pastor Brandon the other day. I think it's Romans eighteen, uh, Romans one eighteen, or let's see. Yep, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness uh, suppress the truth. For what God can be for what can be known about God is p- uh, plain to them because God has shown it to them. For the invisible attitudes, namely his eternal power, divine nature, has been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that has been made. So they are without excuse. Verse 21. For a thought they knew God, they do not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they become fatal in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals. Therefore, God will give them up in their lust, in their desire, in their heart to impurity and to dishonor their own, their bodies amongst themselves. Because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve the creator rather than the, cre- uh, the creation rather than the creator who is blessed forever. But listen to verse 24 of Romans chapter 1. Therefore, God gave them up to the lust in their heart, heart. and to impurity, to dishonor their own bodies amongst them. And Pastor Brandon said it the best way last time he was here for Roma. You think about how can they 
how they can people can do this to their body? To the body. Well, Ephesians chapter two, which we're talking about today. And I'm sorry, but when I'm rambling, I'm sorry. I just I feel this needs to be said. Yeah, say what you got. Amongst whom we all lived in the passions of our flesh, flesh. our bodies, you got carried it. out the desires of the body and of the mind. That's right. And were by nature children of wrath, right. like and to like the rest of mankind. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and now the, these now this yeah. is the same writer yeah. writing this. Exactly. By the way, I'm just saying exactly. Mm-hmm. And and he's saying, look, this is what you this is what they are. They're immoral, and this is what you used to be that way. Right. Well, the thing I want to say is, and you can't spend, then like, that's why I'm so against, I'm not too crazy about psychiatry because they teach, well, by man's power, you can overcome these things. You can come over, you know, you, you know, only the spirit of God. And when you get saved and the cross and you, you put your, your face in the right object, and the Holy Spirit is there to give you strength. Then you can overcome those things, you know. Because uh, you can't expect a person on their own to do it. It's impossible or other means. Uh, like, for example, uh, our uncle came to our, our visit our church the other day. And he was telling me, he told me that a few times, but he told me that the other day. He said, you know, when he got saved, he didn't desire to drink no more. He said the Holy Spirit came into him and he just didn't have the desire. Cause the Holy Spirit gives you the strength. To overcome that. That's why it's so important. You need the Holy Spirit as well. But also we'll go into the next part. Um, you want to read it? Oh, you yeah, you, you read can go ahead and read both. But God, being rich in mercy, because of of the great love um, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace, you have been saved. Now he's talking to the Christians right there. He's talking. You know, to he's, the he was talking to. He was talking to the believers all the time. He's saying, "Look," and we we brought out we brought out the non-believer and the believer and the, and the things that we saw in church. Right. But that's the meat of that whole passage right there. Right. Because I, I like how I said that it. But God being rich, rich in, mercy, in mercy, because of His great love, which. With which he loves us, even we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Christ. By grace, you but are there's saved. Also a, there's also a, a scripture that says, and I read it, I forgot where I read it, I wish I could find it again, that we sit in heavenly places with him. Listen, we are saved through Christ and what he did at the cross. Amen. But this goes out to those that are lost and that don't know Christ. God shows mercy to the sinner. I don't hate nobody. I don't dislike a person because of what they do. The one thing I hate is the sin that they're living in. Right. Because I know what that sin's going to do eventually. That sin is going to well, kill. And let's go back to the argument I said earlier on Facebook when I was uh, having a discussion with this this person they told us, well, you are judging them. You hate the person. No. And I didn't have to really say too much because a lot of people jumped into my defense when I shared it. They said it. We don't hate the sin. Look, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm against the homosexual lifestyle. The I am LBGTQ too. community, I am against it. Now, people look at me kind of weird when I say that, but I have friends that are. I got friends that part are part of the L, yeah, homosexual LBGTQ if you want to say it politically correct, as they say, I, I have friends and look, I play softball. I play softball with them. Yeah. Um, I'm on a co-ed softball team. So, you know, Hey, look, 
And don't get me wrong, there's some of them that overact, but there's some of them that are just normal people. Now, I I I talked to them. All these people that and talking like, especially one of them. I remember one day we went <laughs> eat at uh, the IHOP, and she asked me how you know what I felt. And I, I witnessed Jesus too. I didn't demean her right, lifestyle, right, right. Because this is how I look at it. Okay, if you go, if you go ahead and tell somebody, hey, you're a sinner, and look, we should. Don't get me wrong, we should. If the Spirit of God presses upon us to say, look, you're a sinner, and you need Jesus and expose their sin, right? That's the Holy Spirit. But if you talk about Jesus, a lot of times when you talk about Jesus as sacrifice, right? They're going to go ahead and when they get saved, like Boogie, you just said that our uncle went ahead and said, look, when I got saved, I didn't want the alcohol no more. more. Why? Because you became a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, like I said, now some, some of them, God might tell you, Hey, tell them they're drunk. Tell them they're fat. Tell them they're this. And I'm not, I'm not, and look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not macking all, you know, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm fat. I'm, I'm going to say it like that. You get what I'm saying? Oh, man, or, me too, I'm fat. You know, so I'm trying to say it in a way where I don't offend nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but. But if if you have a sin, because look, everybody asks that, oh, what about uh, gluttony? Gluttony is a sin. Do you preach against? Well, unfortunately, I, I have to deal with it. So I have to say, Lord, forgive me for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, um, exactly. I'm not going to go ahead and sit here and condemn one sin and not the other. You get what I'm saying? Right. But as for witnessing the gospel of Jesus Christ to somebody, I'm going to witness Jesus. And if God tells me to expose their sin, well, we're going to expose their sin. But if you tell somebody about Jesus Christ, now, if I'm there, what kind of light I would be if I'm there and say, hey, you know, you're homosexual, you're going to, you're going to hell. No. Oh, you're, uh, you're a glutton, you're going to hell. No, oh, you oh, you're drunk, that. you're going to hell. I, you're going, you get what I'm saying? And that, that's where you got to rely on the Holy Spirit. Right. Because, look, God showed us grace. Oh, mercy. God showed us mercy. And look, we were a part of this where we pleased our minds. We pleased our bodies. We fulfilled the desires the of the flesh. But at the same time, he was grace and mercy with us. And I think a lot that's what a lot of Christians are, are quick to do is not have that mercy, not have right. that that patience right. with somebody. Or not have that and, grace. And I'm using this example of my friends because, look, I, like I said, I talk to them all the time. And I have witnessed to it. <laughs> now, do I agree with their lifestyle? No, I don't. I even had um, I had some friends debating that issue, and I, I don't I I don't agree with their lifestyle. But guess what? They know that I love them by the way I'm, I'm treating them. I'm treating right. them like Christ. Now, did Christ call out the Pharisees? Yes. Oh yeah. Did Christ call out sins? Yes. Yes, he sure did. But you know, Zacchaeus, Jesus didn't have to tell Zacchaeus really nothing. He just said, "Look, Zacchaeus, tonight I'm going to eat at your house." That's it. The conviction of God was so much on Zacchaeus. He said, "Look, I'm gonna if I wrong somebody, I'll give it back to him in two times more." Yeah, exactly. That's grace, right? Um, but you know, I mean, I, I thank God for His mercy and His grace. You know, and, and that scripture there that we brought out tonight, those that are listening, you, you know, those that don't know Christ need to realize where they stand with God yes, right now. Yes. Uh and, and if you don't know Jesus, you need to know him. Because what is separating uh, what is separating what is the separation between God and man? Christ Jesus. Well, no, uh, no, no, sin. No, no, no. <laughs> sin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, Isaac, you threw me off when you said that. Uh, but <laughs> well, the Bible well, says there is one mediator between God, God and man, man and that man, is the man, man Christ Jesus. Jesus. But the Bible also says for all have come short of the glory of God. Right. 
okay? And, and meaning coming short of God's glory means that we came short because of sin. Sin is what keeps us separated from God. I, I told somebody this already at the store, and, and I, I witnessed to this little guy, and I didn't get the chance to pray with him, but he, he knew where I was coming from. I told him, I said, there's one thing that is standing between you and eternity when you die. And he just looked at me and said, what you talking about? I said, the cross of Jesus Christ and right. him crucified. I said, that is standing between you and eternity. I said, wherever you go, I said, you're going to pass by that cross. Well, and, and Bo, on, on that analogy, this is what people do. There's a gulf, like you said, there, there's, between, there's something between us and eternity, and that's the cross. You have an opportunity. You can go either go, go to the cross and get into eternity, or you get, can say, well, I'm going to go the long way around, which goes right down to the pits of hell. Right down to the pits and, of hell. And look, Bo, it, it, we mentioned a lot of things tonight. And more of a discussion than than a real right. teaching. I I just it amazes me when you present the gospel to somebody, and you know the spirit is tugging on their heart, really tugging, and they say no. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until I'm older, right? Or I'm gonna wait until another time is better. Or I'm gonna. It's it's hard to explain because I'm, I'm trying to say it right. I think that, you know, a lot of people turn away from the gospel. And, and they, because they, they love their sin. And that's why I say, look, a lot of people say. They love darkness more than they love the light. Right. And you look, what, what separated Adam and Eve from God in the, the Garden the of sin. Eden? Sin. Their sin. Their sin. And that's what I tell people, look. Well, God's a God of love, yes, but he's also a God that's holy. He's, he's also a God that's sovereign. He's also a God that that can that cannot tolerate sin. He's also a God of judgment. He's a God of judgment. And that's what when people say, Well, I'm and I'm gonna use that analogy, it's probably an old analogy and everybody knows it already. Well, how can a God that's loving and caring send anybody to hell? He doesn't. He don't. No. He, he don't. don't. He don't. What he it's the person that does it because you're, the reason we're separated from God is because of sin. A person, That's why we have to accept that perfect gift of God. That, 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 that the person, that, that, that the man, Christ Jesus, that, that hung on that cross and spilled his blood and shed his blood for us. That was the only atonement. Yeah. The only atonement for salvation. Right. That was the only atonement for sin. It's like this. If I go ahead and uh, somebody gives you poison, Bowen, and there's only one antidote for that poison, and they say Isaac got it, you don't know where I am. I bet you try to go find it real oh, quick. Oh, I'm going to go find it. <laughs> you're going to go find it. I'm going to go find it. Yeah, you're going to find it. And, and look, I'm the only one that has that antidote. I'm using an example. Right. And that's how God was. God was saying, look, you're cursed by sin. You're poisoned by sin. But guess what? I have an antidote. I have an antidote for it. And it's Christ. Right. You know, I was watching uh, one of those end time movies. It was made in the 70s. They were talking about um, one part before the rapture. They had this guy. He got bitten by uh, a, a snake, and, uh, a poison snake. And and they said the only way that man could live is that there was another man who another got bitten. Another man that had gotten right. bitten. Right. Uh -huh, and he got bitten a few times, but his body or his blood was he immune, was immune to, to it. Yeah. And so the only way he could be saved is through that man giving his blood. 
And then when that preacher came and he asked, he asked the preacher, said, what makes the blood, you know, on the cross so important? He said, well, think about it. When uh, that man gave you his blood, did he, did you live? He said, well, yeah. I said, that's what Christ did. Amen. And he got saved. So, yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good way to look at it. You know, I, I was talking to a guy at work, and I'm going to share this. I know we're going to have to be closing. But uh, we still got a few minutes. I, I, I was talking to a guy at work, and we were talking about, and I kind of brought something up about the Bible. And he told me, he said, and I don't want to say this in the wrong way, but those that are going to be listening, I want y'all to listen to what I'm going to say. I do have a lot of Catholic friends that are in Catholic church, so he's going to deal with the Catholics. But I have a lot of people that I love that are Catholic friends. Uh, he was, He's a Catholic, and he told me, he said, you know, he said, I go to confession every Sunday. I said, you do? He said, yeah. I said, man, who you go to confession? Who you confess to? He said, man, the priest. I said, how can you confess to a man that's in the same boat you're in? <laughs> I said, he's a sinner just like you. Yep. I said, he can't do nothing for you. What you mean? I said, just what I'm telling you. I said, he's a sinner just like you. <laughs> but, you know, after that, God showed me something. You know, the Spirit of God showed me. Why didn't you ask him if he still commits the same sins after he goes to confession? Hmm. When he comes out of there, does he do the same thing over again and go back and confess them again? You know, the Bible says when you repent of sin, when you confess your sins to God, you're to turn away from that sin. Right. You're to turn away from it and not to do it again. What did Jesus tell the woman that that was in adult that they caught in adultery? Go and sin no he more. He told that woman, go and sin no more. So in other words, he's telling us the same thing. When we repent of a sin or we confess a sin to Jesus and he forgives us and cleanses us from it, we are to not go back to that sin again. That's right. And look, that's that, that, what and repentance there, is. And there's some Christians out there, they do repent and they still struggle with sin on, on that point. Yes, trust, trust yes, I, I understand the, the, that. No, 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 I'm just adding on to your point because they might be there and say, "Well, I can't stop this sin." Well, you, that's where. And look, I'm not telling you. I'm not going to tell you like a lot of word of faith ministers this and a lot sin. of preach. No, no, not that. Just say, "Well, pray more, read more, do this." Do. No. no, turn to the cross. Turn to the cross. Turn to mm-hmm. Christ and and ask Put your Christ faith in Christ and man. say, "Lord, you help me with that." You because you reading and you praying and you doing that, it's not. That won't deliver you from sin. But if you say, Lord Jesus, I love you, and Lord, I want to serve you. I want to be with you all the time. That's I wanna, right. That's right. Help me get rid of this right. sin. Get rid of it. And that's where the scripture comes in. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love which oh, with which he loves us, even when you were dead in trespasses and made us alive together with Christ, by grace you are saved. We now, I'm not telling the people. Grace of God. I'm not. T- now, there is some people out there. Who say, oh, I'm dealing with sin, and the reason they're dealing with sin is because they just don't want to get rid of it. They don't want to get rid of. But it. But there are some Christians that say, "Look, I'm saved, but I, I want to get rid of this nasty habit. I want to get rid of this this sin. It's hard to do, and that's when you say, Lord, help me, show me your grace, Let- show me your mercy.' And guess what? When when you're gonna say, look, when the Lord's gonna say, trust me, you you'd be surprised what people do. Right. Uh, there's people that um. Uh, I said, Lord, help me with this. I don't want the desire. I know it's sinful. Right. I don't want it. Three or four days later, they realize, wait a minute, we haven't done that in mm-hmm. a long time. They've been delivered from because God can deliver people from sins. Let me tell you yeah. something. I used to smoke before I came back to the Lord. 
I used to smoke. I was smoking almost two packs of cigarettes a day. When I gave my life back to Christ, I knew that smoking was wrong. I was smoking in more than just cigarettes, too. I was doing a lot more than just cigarettes. I ain't going to lie. Um, but you know what? When I gave my life back to the Lord and I started going back to church and I started devoting myself to the Word of God, started devoting myself to prayer, started devoting myself to those. It, it, it's not, the, it, it's not the, the Word or it's not prayer. It's what I placed my faith in that Amen. delivered me from the things that I was doing. You know, we have to have faith in the one thing, the one source, and that is Jesus crucified on that cross. Yeah. That's what he died for. Mm -hmm. And if we place our faith just in that alone, mm -hmm. he'll deliver us from every every sin that we go through, yeah. every tribulation, every day. He done won the battle when he hung on that cross. Amen. He won the battle. He overcame sin. He overcame debt in the grave. He, he gave us the victory already. The victory is ours. We have to take it. We just got to trust him. And we got to trust him and believe him. Man, good topic tonight, Bo. Good, good topic good. tonight. Good. Yes. Um, we only got a few minutes left, and I want to go ahead and um, go ahead. And uh, I did this for uh, on the Cajun Conservative for um, the Conservative host Rush Limbaugh. And I think we should do it on this one, but not for Rush. Uh, Rush Rush Limbaugh did pass away uh, uh, last yeah, Wednesday, and um, I I learned a lot from Rush. But that's uh, sad, bro. It's sad, but I want to go ahead and uh, pay a tribute to uh, Carmen. A lot of people maybe uh, remember Carmen as for songs of Satan by the Dust. Yes, Lazarus come forward, the champion. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, Carmen has finally met the champion. I'm gonna say it like that. Uh, Carmen went ahead and uh, went meet the Lord last Tuesday night, the day before Rush Limbaugh. Wow! I didn't. I thought you knew. I didn't know that. Yeah, he passed Carmen away. Uh, I didn't know he had died. Yeah, yeah uh, Carmen. Yeah, Carmen. Uh, I can say this: Carmen's cancer didn't kill him, though. Uh, he had a surgery. It was supposed to be a minor surgery. Well, the surgery he started having internal bleeding, and he had a hernia. And it started. He, he started bleeding internally, and, it, and they they tried fixing it, but um, you know, as people ask, well, why why would God allow him to go away that way? I don't know. God I'm has not, his reasons. God has his reasons. But uh, Carmen did pass away at the age of sixty five last Wednesday. We already did our recording when we heard the news. Oh, uh, not well, last Wednesday, last Tuesday. And um, Carmen, I, I had the opportunity to meet Carmen one time. Yeah, yeah, we took a picture with him. Yeah, yeah and uh, you could just tell that man loved the Lord. You could just tell. Yeah. And uh, there's a song out there. Uh, I did my best, and I, I I probably heard it already, but it's a song. Talk, Carmen sung it. I, that according to the Facebook page that they have, Carmen started singing this song. His last six shows, it was I, I did my best. And it's talking about Lord, I did my best through all my sorrows and all my pains. You were there, Lord, I did my best. And he's talking about winning souls and how he did his best for the Lord. Right. And um. You know, a lot of times we just got, that's what we have to do. Say, Lord, help us to live for you the best way we can. That's right. And, uh, but Carmen, uh, this little tribute is going to Carmen. Uh, Carmen encouraged me growing up. He uh, influenced a lot of Christian artists that are now there. Um, did he make mistakes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. thank God that he is, um, that by grace we are saved and not through, not through works and not through anything of that nature. That's so, right. But uh, just want to go ahead and remember Carmen a little bit tonight, and um, 
you know, this is, uh, we can't speak to the dead, but I just want to let my audience know that Carmen was a great man of God. And, um, they're, they're doing a fundraiser for his staff and everything right now. If you can go ahead and look on their Facebook page and, uh, help them out, it'll be appreciated. Like I said earlier, uh, I did it for the Cajun conservative. I guess I'll do it. I mentioned name Rush Limbaugh, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Um, uh, there's, there's an article out there from CBN and Rush says something in the last couple of days he was alive, said, I put my faith in Jesus Christ. Um, he gave his life to the Lord. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping. His brother, yeah. his brother David Limbaugh. A lot of people don't know about David Limbaugh, but David Limbaugh is a uh, a preacher. Oh, oh wow! Okay. He's also he's, wow. He's, um, yeah. um, David Limbaugh is a uh, he. He does shows and stuff. He, he's a producer right, and everything. Right. But he's he a minister. Stuff. But he yeah, he has made book. He had wrote books about the the cross and the crucifixion. Oh and stuff. man, you know you know so, Rush Limbaugh probably got saved. I'm hoping okay, that, that's all you know. You know. So, um, but we're gonna you know, like I said, maybe one day we get up there, we hear the yeah. champion. We have Rush and Megadiddles, <laughs> so we don't know about. It. But uh, that that was some big news this yeah, week. And uh, yeah. usually when somebody passes away that big and stuff like that, especially in the Christian world, I like. I used to bit. listen to Rush Limbaugh a lot, and Me that man, too. that man made a lot of sense what he said. Oh yeah, he he told it like it was, man. He yeah. he didn't play. Well, he, and seeing that and on on the point, I think that's where him and Carmen um, were uh, were a lot similar. Similar, yeah. Carmen uh, did a song that a while back said uh, it was called America Again, and I, he he talks about the founding fathers, but the chorus of the song was the only hope for America is Jesus. Jesus, the only I, hope I got that song in for, my car, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people, you know, if you listen to Carmen's song, he does mention sin. He does mention heaven and hell and stuff. He was on TBN for a while, but they kicked him off all of a sudden. Uh, if you listen to Carmen, Carmen believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Carmen believed in preaching against sin. The concert we went to was phenomenal because him and Casting Crowns, I think Matthew West were the only three professional musicians that I heard that gave altar calls and stuff. Yeah. And uh, many people gave their life to the Lord in Carmen's concert. And, uh, you know, that what amazes me about him as well, he he never charged for his concerts. Yeah. If he did, it was a donation. He'd give whatever Donations. you feel and come. And I, a lot of these artists is what we have to charge to have a lifestyle. Well, look, this man didn't have that much money, but, you know, imagine mm. him walking into heaven and all them souls come and say, look, I that, got saved at oh, your concert. Yeah, well, I was influenced by you. That's right. And uh, do not... Store your treasures on earth for where you, uh, but store your treasures in heaven for where your treasures is there will your heart be heart also. Be also. And I believe Carmen had a heart after God and he wanted souls once. So. Right. Well, the thing is, like you were talking about how him and those artists, they, their, their mission was for souls, you know, because, you know, when you're doing things like this or like me, I wrote books and it's not to glorify me, but this idea you can get tempted of like a lot of people who write books or people who sing or people who's out there in the entertainment industry, they, they, they you get focused where you want to be on you. You know, you get where the money comes to the fact and you just want to be famous. But as a Christian, it's different than the world. As a Christian, you're supposed to, when you go sing or you when you write books or you do things like that, fiction or stories or songs, whatever, is to get people saved. And look, don't, don't get me wrong, and at that point too, yeah. Don't don't go to your pastor tomorrow and say, "Hey, I, we heard from Isaac and Bowen and Boogie, and they told us not to pay tithes because it's more." No, 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 The church, no. you do need, you know, you need. Yeah. Um, I mean, you it need, does help. You need financial help and stuff. And there is a, if you're a Christian, you should donate and should help should out help your local work. church. Yeah. 
But as for your main goal, you know, especially the in that, the souls, the, the win souls. So, but uh, um, rest in peace, Carmen, and we'll see you up there in heaven. I guess you could say. You I've know? always, you know, I've always looked at it, and I had somebody told me that somebody at work, somebody at the computer store said that. They said, "Y'all do that podcast." I said, "Yeah." And I, I gave him the name. I don't know if they're listening to it. They probably are. I told them to look for it. Um, but that person told me, they said, you know, if one soul gives their life to Christ because of what y'all did, that means a lot. I had someone tell me that. They said, Isaac, you remember that song uh, by Ray Bolts, which it's, um, uh, do you remember that? I'm trying to think of the song right now. It's, uh, uh, Thank You, that song by... Mm-hmm. Thank about that you. person walking yes. through heaven and yep. everybody yep. saying they, they said, Isaac, can you imagine if you go to heaven and somebody said, I heard your podcast and I gave my uh-huh. life to the Lord. Literally, my hair stood up and my spine <laughs> went. Because, you know, a lot of people don't realize It's not just, ministry. it's all three of us, you know. Right. It's, you know? Well, it's just, it's the thing is, how much of an impact we're reaching. And how that, much of an impact we're making. Yep. And that, you know that's, what I'm saying? That's, that's how we got it. And how that's how we got to look at it. It, it, you know, this is not about us. No, you know, it's not about us at all. All we are are yeah. vessels. We just people like everybody else. But we're being used by the Lord, by Jesus, to reach out to people. And, and so you, it's yeah. only the Spirit of God that's going to do what He has yep. to do. And you know we love it because you gotta realize we don't have people that go out there and study for us. We gotta get the We gotta get yeah, we're not John McGarry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't got no staff. We are it. Yeah. We gotta go out there and dig and search for the video. Look, 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 look. I'm a, I'm a producer tonight. I have to watch the yeah. board. Lord uh-huh. I, I owe our producer that we don't pay him that and he couldn't make it tonight. So. Yeah, so yeah, so He's you fired. Know, no. We couldn't get rid of him. Yeah. We can't afford to fire him. We can't afford to hire nobody else. <laughs> We can't even we can't, we can't even pay ourselves. <laughs> We're working for free. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to retire. <laughs> Not on this salary. You're going to retire, all right. <laughs> well, look, guys, uh, right. just, just keep the families of Rush Limbaugh and Carmen in your prayers as we was talking earlier. But, uh, look, I just want to thank everyone for listening. It is a tremendous blessing that we... You know, we, we have a Facebook page. If you can go ahead and look us up on Facebook and go ahead and uh, send us a message, some words of encouragement. If you got some questions, we'll love to answer the questions for you. Um, you can go ahead and find us also at anchor.fm slash BJS Ministry. Uh, that is our website. You can kind of say through the posts that we have. And that uh, you can find us on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Also, we want to thank again New Beginnings Fellowship Church and Coda Holmes Fellowship Church. As always, if you want any information on these churches, one is in Brobridge, Louisiana, and the other one is in St. Martinville, Louisiana, you can go at the description of this video, and you can find the links to their uh, to their websites and to their Facebook page. And I promise you, you will be encouraged. So, Bowen, Anthony, until next week, we hope you'll have a good week and uh. Yep. Try to not stay warm. It's pretty nice outside. It's going to be warmer towards the end of the week. We're going to get some nice weather now. Well, next week we're going to have a good topic coming up. So we just wait and see what God has in store. See what God has in store. Amen. Well, all to the audience and everyone out there, thank you again for listening to this episode of Brothers Just Searching. God bless you. God keep you. God may, may God's hand of protection be around you. Keep us in prayer. We keep you in prayer. And join us next week for another exciting episode. Of brothers just searching. Thank you. Take care.